Hello and welcome back to the Internet Strangers podcast. It's been a long, I think over a month, I mean definitely over a month uh, since we've had an episode, uh, but we're back and we'll be back making episodes uh, from now on. And I'm here with my uh, co-host, Cameron. Hello. Oh, there, there's Cameron. So basically... I'm, uh... I'm on the other end of a phone. We, for obvious reasons, have had to change our recording setup. And um, this is the, the best option that we think we could find. Um, because despite living in a palace full of gamers, I am actually not very good with technology. And I think <laughs> to try and understand Max's computer setup and, and record things with a proper microphone on my end, um, would just be completely uh, impossible. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, exactly. Uh, so basically, the story is is that um, right before the lockdown started, I was visiting my mum for uh, Mother's Day, uh, and then it started to happen. And then, you know, I, I figured, you know, uh. I better not get stuck with that fuckwit cami. I mean, it's just the in, the persistent drinking and the thuggish nature. Uh, I just had grown... I, I mean, I'd already grown tired of it, so the thought of prolonging that enclosed, in, in the, like, an enclosed environment just sounded like... Mm. I mean, it made hell sound well, like heaven. I think... Um... Really, you should, you had nothing to worry about, like, because I'm at work, um, I'm mm-hmm. still having to work, so you would have just been in crippling, crippling isolation, along with your, <laughs> your pathetic, pathetic little thoughts. Yes. Well, uh, obviously, that isn't really the case. Uh, I, I miss Cameron quite a lot. I'm locked down oh. with my family in Pennycook, uh, which is a small town uh, I miss about, about an hour away. Uh, Cameron uh, isn't I wouldn't have left Cameron alone. He's with his girlfriend, Charlie. Who is 100% real, by the way. Who is real and is not a paid um, actress. North, North Figment. She is North, real. North Figment. Blood uh, pumped through her veins. Yes, just because she's a sin doesn't mean she isn't real, as we've spoken about before. Quite right. And Max made the mistake of leaving me with his VR headset, so our relationship is beginning intimate, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, that'll be getting given to Kex as soon as I get back. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we're back, and we're, we're trying to do it remotely. I think I'm going to be back in the flat within about 10 days, so I'll probably do maybe one more remotely. And then from then on, back to the normal schedule. I'm excited to get some other stuff out as well. Uh, but exciting f- project, yeah. So we had intended to maybe do Cami's episode for the tenth episode, like a tenth special. But uh, we figured since it was remote, uh, probably the best possible, you know, it's probably the best time to do it was now. So if you know, it must be uh, like we must be on like nine, surely. By I now. think we're on nine. We got into eight, and then the uh, fucking world started. Going how, shit. Are we, how are we going to find something even more special than me? Part of the double digits episode, I do not know. I'm, I'm, I've, I've been uh, tweeting at Trump. Uh, that would be really special. Can you imagine the headlines that everyone lose their fucking mind? Donald Trump goes on 
small YouTuber podcast, Internet Strangers podcast. Yeah, that, that orients on like games, um, the love of music and film, which is what he's notoriously, you know, um, yeah. all he, about. He, he like comes on and he goes on an impassioned speech about my my Sims Neighbor Kingdom. Totoro. My Sims Kingdom for the Nintendo Wii. <laughs> Avatar Paintball for 360 Arcade. <laughs> Avatar Legends. Fortress Craft. He goes, he has a three hour long speech on why Fortress Craft is better than Minecraft. <laughs> why Terraria did it better. Why uh, Microsoft Point Economy could be the future for America. <laughs> You know what? Imagine, imagine this leads to a complete, like a complete economic destruction. Like the pound and the dollar are worth nothing. The only currency that is left with any value whatsoever, Microsoft points. <laughs> People trade in like. Oh, okay, do you think? Do you think if you got a three sixty and you you wiped all the updates off of it, is there would there still exist a system in which you could buy Microsoft points? No. <laughs> Um, no. Do you think you could like you cannot them? buy Microsoft points? You don't think you can? What's the what's the term for like um a downgrade? Basically, like you can sort of send your Xbox back to like two thousand and nine. Oh, I see what you're saying. Um, there must be like a file somewhere be. that contains the update. You know what? You could be right. Microsoft, points. but the thing is, you can't buy Microsoft points without connecting to the internet and if you connect to the internet it will ask you to, it would update. Need to update but maybe you can I don't find know. a file of the internet from 2009 and connect to 2009 <laughs> internet let us know uh, folks in the comments uh, how do we uh, supersede the uh, the update system of Microsoft retrograde isn't that what it's retrograde, retrograde. yeah yes yeah um but yeah, so I mean, I we were going to record last week, but then Cameron is working his ass off in a supermarket, so he's on the front line, he's a key worker. Not just uh, any supermarket. Actually, I don't want to say. Yeah, I probably don't, already don't. said, but I'm pretty sure, actually, when I joined my work, um, that they said there was like active um, algorithms in place detecting um, colleagues talking about my work on social media and things like that. Oh, that was I, I had the same. They gave me the same thing, and it was. Bollocks. Do you think that's? I, I swear, it's bollocks because the like, the honestly, it is possible, right? It is possible to implement something like that, but uh, it that I I just don't have any. I, it's not something. Maybe uh, Apple, maybe like a tech, like a, I don't know, Discord company, something like that. I Twitter. Maybe they would do it. I, I, if you, you know, you sent me a picture of their social media, your company's social media the other day. They are one of the least technical companies I've ever seen in my life. So I, really I was do. actually wanting to talk about that at some point. Um, it's going to come up at some point. Anyway. Yeah, so okay. I work Can for I work for Sainsbury's. Um, as exciting as that is, and they have <laughs> they have um, their own social media. Well, it's not really social. It's supposed to be. So you join groups, which are basically like Facebook groups, but they're for specific departments of your work. So, you know, wherever you're working at, um, you'll have your own little group. But there's also a feed, which is like to all colleagues who are um, on the platform. And some of the stuff that is at the top of the page is completely 
Like, how the f- fuck do they let this happen? Like, I understand that maybe some <laughs> of it goes up there because some people think it's funny and some people think it's, like, really sad and, like, pathetic or whatever. But some of the stuff up there is really tragic. Like, there was one of... I don't even know if I should really talk about it or not. What Do you think it's all right, Max? Um, uh, It'll be fine. There was one of a woman who was, like... So keep in mind, someone who's gone on to their work social media um, on a non, a completely not anonymous, you know, like a, a, their personal account and posted to all Sainsbury's colleagues in the United Kingdom. I'm at that point again where I've had enough. Um, I, I, I feel so, I, I'm this, I feel the worst ever. And there was like thousands of likes and people all throughout the comments like trying to offer support and like no matter how bad things are now, things will improve and you know you know nice that people are but it's like maybe something like 1300 likes or something on this thing which is why it's like up at the top surely there's some moderator of Sainsbury's social media group chat who's seen that and thought maybe we shouldn't have that as one of the things that greet you on our Sainsbury's social media page but then again if they delete it then what what's gonna happen to her like that—that's probably the only thing that's keeping her tethered to this mortal plane. Like, if, if they delete that from the front page of Sainsbury's group um, social media, who knows what she might get up to? Heaven forbid, you know she quit I mean, Sainsbury's. Yes, she worked for Tesco. Were they? Were they allow her to post? That? I mean, it's just <laughs> such an unreal. I mean, it's such a. Uh, I mean, what a time! What a time! I know it's bizarre. It's basically like old people for most. It's old people Facebook, but only people that work for Sainsbury's. Yeah, it's like super distilled, like Karens and old people into yeah. like one place. Uh, so yeah, I I'm glad I don't work there right now, especially because honestly, Karen seems to be handling handling it pretty well, but uh, I don't think I would have fared pretty well uh and uh well I, I yeah i mean i'm I'm just working from home from my laptop and even then i'm just i'm just tired i really I'm glad of the extra hours i needed more money before this whole thing happened and um it has definitely provided me with that and uh, there's no shortage of work whatsoever yeah i'm actually i'm having a i'm having an opposite issue where like not opposite like having too much money but like the <laughs> I just it just keeps coming. I don't know what to do with it. Uh, but like my boss is like, uh, he's super nice. So I've been trying to you know do like favors for him because he he's really looked out for me in the past. But I've basically been roped in through my inability to say no to make a website for some architect, and I really no way. just can't be bothered. Like you never I mean, me that. I no, I didn't. I mean, it just happened a few days ago. Wow. Uh, I just, I mean, I say, I, I say make, it essentially is. So basically, I have to fix the website, but it's completely broken. So I'm going to have to rebuild it from the ground up. Still, it's a hell of an opportunity. I, I mean, I, yeah, but like, I like I don't want to go in that direction. And I really, I don't know, like, it's, well, it's good, but like. It could be I, one of those things that come back around for you. You know what I mean? Like. You never know when something like that might be quite and um, might be transferable or 
Yeah, you're or maybe right. he has powerful friends and he gives us loads of money. Maybe he'll come and redesign the gamer palace. Maybe you could add like a little like turret, <laughs> a little, a little <laughs> like a turret, to, a laser to... turret. Yeah, or like a drawbridge. Who would we even keep away? Like we don't have anyone that we really need to keep away. There, I mean, to be fair, the website was pretty fucked. I I opened it up and I noticed that it was like completely, like absolutely no security. Uh, it's completely unsecure. You could like inject, like I mean, I don't think it, has, it doesn't have a backend like a database, so you can't really, you couldn't get any data or like inject right. your own data. But I like hearing about you talking about injecting backends with anything. <laughs> no, that's not what I want. That's not what I came on this podcast to talk about. Yes, well, I came anyway, on here to talk Swift, about gaming, not injecting. The swiftly, well, yeah, good, good, uh, good. Uh, what's it called? Segway. Segway. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, um, uh, Cameron was working his ass off, so it didn't happen last week because he was tired, and then I got ill uh, with a. Well, you've you've been working your ass off too, just yeah, less, just less in a physical sense and more of a yeah. typey typey. More no, it it does kind of feel like I'm I'm not. It's just it have like it's an odd. I used to want to work from home, but now I don't think I'll ever work from home in my life again. I hate it. It's awful. Like well, just maybe waking if you were up in your own home, like you've. You're, you've been at like home with your whole family and it's, it must be quite claustrophobic. There's quite a few. Yeah, I don't know, but just spending every waking hour working and it's like your your free time blends, especially with this. This is why I didn't really want to do the website was because like I kind of really like having my free time now because my work feels so close to my free time that it kind of feels like I don't have free time. So now I'm having to like do this at work all day and then I, I'm going to have to work on some website for some... Because, I mean, it's, like, not that I don't want the money, but it's that I, I don't really, keep, like, I mean, I'm saving quite a lot of money, obviously, with the nature of I'm not really going out or getting bus fare or getting food every day like I normally do. So I, I'm not in a position where I really need uh, money. And, like, so I'm essentially doing it as a favour to my boss, but it's, like, taking up a lot of my time. And... But anyway. Wait, are uh, you hold a little, I, for, I didn't yeah. even ask. Are you getting like a, a financial incentive? I mean, I'm getting paid for it. It's like a it's a job, but like it's like a it, freelance. Is it separate to your own? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's completely. It's just a, it's a friend of my boss, so I'm kind of doing it for him. But I mean, it's like a freelance com- like computer job. So, oh yeah. Um, but Something yeah, your income with some digi digi design. Exactly. I need to buy like. The, I don't know what would be the worst spend like what would be the worst spend of my money like FIFA I don't know some bullshit like WWE oh, 20, well fucking Microsoft 20. points obviously Microsoft points or the battle pass battle pass uh, yeah so anyway yeah I got ill uh, last week and I had a really bad cough uh, I don't know we don't know I mean who knows could it, it could have been the virus I called up uh, our beautiful NHS and they said that I had to isolate. My whole family had to isolate because of it because it had been going on for more than a week. Uh, but, I mean, uh, me and Cameron have, you know, uh, pretty much uh, contended that they're just saying that to anyone with a cough. So I quite probably had a chest infection, but um, who knows? Could have been the virus. Uh, whatever I had, uh, it's just started to get a bit better today. So we're recording the episode now, and we're doing Cameron's episode, and he has uh, chosen his things. And I'll let you choose which to start with. Well, 
let me just say that despite mm-hmm. the fact that I am um, co-host of the Internet Strangers podcast, mm-hmm. and this is episode nine, and it's a well-established system, yeah. I am, I'm not entirely confident that I'm going to be as fluent and um, constructive in my sort of conversation as I am when just sort of listening to someone else do their thing. Um, but I have got my three topics, and hopefully I've got enough to talk about each of them. Um, which will be interesting and will fill the slots. Um, I would like to first talk about, because I have been, um, I, rec- I get compelled to watch things when I'm at work, when I can't watch things. <laughs> when I get home and I have the opportunity to watch them, I just play COD. So um, I've been meaning to watch this, but I've substituted watching it for just, barreling through an analysis after analysis after analysis on YouTube of Blade Runner. Um, this is it. This is it. So, I, I, I love Blade Runner. And I've, I've put some notes down to try and help um, keep me on track about it. Um, because there's a lot there's a lot to unpack. Yes, there, there's a lot to unpack with Blade Runner. And for the, for, for the record, I somehow... Me and Cameron have been friends for a long time, and I I don't know how this hasn't. It probably I mean it must have come up, and I must have just forgotten about it. But yeah, I, I love this movie as well. Cameron loves this movie, and we've not talked about it together. So at least yeah, we've depth, never watched so. it or like yeah shared any sort of interest in it, which is amazing because I do love it, um, and I do too. So it's crazy. So, so let's let's I go. Guess, I, I guess with this we should probably prepend this with a spoiler warning because. I, I'm at least in terms of the analysis and stuff, we're going to probably go into the, yeah, the amb- ambiguous endings, etc. So, uh, I suppose so. I mean, I, I'm probably more of the, um, I probably am going to be talking more about the aesthetics and the atmosphere, um, yeah. things like that, set, set design, stuff like that. Yeah. Hopefully, I, I won't be spoiling too much, but then I'm, I, I, I do kind of want to talk about one pivotal plot point at the end because it's like yeah, a sort of divider of course, yeah, and I want to have that conversation with you so um, we'll be able right. to, for the let now me... it's spoiler free and then we'll let Cameron get okay. what he wants to get to so, so on you go I guess I should probably start uh, like most of our guests talking about how it first sort of came into my life um, mm. I was very ill and my dad was very ill I was spending time away with my dad at a uh, a friend's house and it's a really big house in the, in one of the sort of wealthier areas of edinburgh and there's loads of different floors and i used to just run around and play games and you know um use all the their grandson's cool rich kid gadgets and things like that <coughs> tory <coughs> tory 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 toys um, <laughs> <laughs> no believe it or not despite their enormous wealth they were not tories but um, <laughs> anyway uh this time, this particular uh, weekend that I was spending there, I was really ill, and so was my dad. And I was running to and to and from the toilet, being really sick and just really miserable. I think it was the first time I ever got like really violently ill. Right. And okay. We were sleeping. Me and my dad were sleeping in one of the top floor rooms, kind of away from the rest of the, the family because they were a bit older. And then mm-hmm. um, we were in this weird kind of like, uh, I guess you'd say like vintage style room. And like, was it four poster bed with like the sort of drapes that come down? And like, it was all very sort of weird and like, um, 
almost kind of like a movie in itself because the the okay. way they ha- they have this huge house and they they style all the rooms differently, and this one was kind of like a sort of magical thing. And so I was kind of like in and out of fever dreams in okay. this in this mystery mansion of magic, and um, my my dad got the big box of DVDs that my the the person whose house it was. And in there was, have you ever seen the really, the first DVD cases, which are like flaps of cardboard? Yeah, I know. They, they, they have like the flaps or the little plastic flaps on the end. Yeah. And you click them and they flap yeah, open. Exactly. And my and dad. And like paper cardboardy. Yeah, exactly. And they're really flimsy and like um, they were quickly discontinued. I um, know exactly the ones, yes. My dad found Blade Runner. And I had no idea about it whatsoever. And the only thing that I sort of had to go on was that it was it had Indiana Jones in it. Hmm. Um, and we sat and we watched it on like a little portable DVD player um, so we could sit and watch it on the bed. And I, I was just like, the whole day I'd been, I'd been going to the bathroom and in and out of dreams and stuff. Mm-hmm. But during the duration of that film, I was just so entranced by it i wasn't even i don't even think i really was old enough to fully appreciate what it was all you, about and what was going on that's I what i was gonna just, ask what how old were you when you first saw it maybe like six or seven yeah i, I think i was like 12 and i would say that was too young for me I yeah I, I i definitely didn't appreciate it entirely but i mm-hmm. did regardless fall in love with it and I think I was old enough to just appreciate the sort of vibe of it all. I think maybe I was a wee bit older because I remember I I I had already developed a huge appreciation for like practical effects, right? Okay, and um, set design and sort of sci-fi um, stuff. And I think my dad was just kind of going was ranting on and on about how it was kind of like the, a big part to play in the development of the genre to go farther right yeah and how it affected things and you would sort of point things out and say what do you, you know this looks like star right this kind of looks like um this that and the other or whatever and it was nice it was really nice and i really enjoyed it and the, i think one of the biggest things i liked about it was just its mood it wasn't it was something that i'd never really experienced before it was like this kind of dark sci-fi like dystopian industrial like. dystopian yeah all, all the sort of steam as my impression of like the noir tones. Well, yeah, I, I want to get on to talking about the sort of soundtrack and everything as well because I I watched quite a few videos about that too. Okay, um, I'll and the you, guy. But you, that, you know, that's that's basically the intro. Is that's how I was introduced to it. Mm-hmm. And I'd say I've gone back and watched it again, probably at least once or twice every year since then. Um, Damn, I have no idea. I like I love it, and I always get like an urge to watch it and I need to go and watch it. So yeah, I've, got, I've got a potential treat for you in, ca- uh, in, in, you in case you might not have seen some of the cuts because I don't know if you've, what versions you've seen, but I've got like a, in, at home here, I've got like the collection that has like every single cut. Well, so, that's you know, interesting because I only just recently watched the video, watched the video on YouTube about the differences between the, theatrical release and the director's cut and the final yeah the final, final cut version 2007 Ridley Scott. it does it does pretty much make me I'm, I'm pretty glad that i've seen 
I think the one that we had on DVD was probably the director's cut, maybe not the final cut. Um, mm-hmm. But I um, mean, I suppose it was the first DVD, so probably wouldn't have, the final cut probably wouldn't have been out. Yeah, maybe not the final cut, but I think it was the director's cut because didn't. I watched um, the video about the differences, and it had like a fucking uh, a narration from Harrison Ford. Yeah, see, that was taken was out. That so was taken bizarre. out. That was taken out in the director's cut. Yeah, that was so the theatrical release. Apparently, yeah. it's forced. Um, yeah, so um, it was ordained it, by the. It was studio. like yeah, because it like it tested like the audience tested it. And it was like such a poor reaction that the uh, producers basically, like you said, made them do a narration. And Harrison Ford was like really, he was like fucking pissed about it. And he thought it was just like terrible. And he was like, I'm literally telling them what's happening as it's like happening. It's so stupid. It's so dumb. And so. I'd never seen it before and I was just like so. Yeah, so that's the, you're right, that's the theatrical release that had that. Yeah, and also it was like they had these really wide shots, and it was it was lit like a was it not like a soundstage? What's it called? A a, a back lot? Is that what it's called? A film lot? You know, it it looked like almost like a sort of a TV serial kind of thing. It was like the the lighting quality and everything was so much worse. Um, it just and a lot of the shots were like. Uh, a lot less close up, and it left a lot less to your sort of imagination. But it actually did more to damage the world building aspect of the film than you would expect. You would expect a wider shot that you know that gave you a bigger a bigger view of an area to do more for your sort of mental understanding of that space. But yeah, I watched the video about how they did it just just like maybe a few meters closer and it just sort of scrolled instead of zooming in on certain areas and it just made it feel so much more claustrophobic and like the atmosphere was like thick and it felt it's like hot and close and yeah it's just amazing um spectacle in general i am i really like it Hard agree, hard agree. Um, the music, um, I love the music. Mm-hmm. Re- like the last few days on my way to work, I've been listening to the soundtrack, and um, I think I appreciate it. I've always liked it. I knew I liked it, but I think I appreciate it more now as I've spent time making music. Yeah, you're a sound man. Working with sound, I am a qualified sound sound man. Mm-hmm. Um, minorly qualified. Um, <laughs> And it's simple. It really is quite simple. A lot of the the pieces in the soundtrack are are sort of quite minimal in their composition, but it's, yeah, it had like a totally revolutionary use of reverb. It's there was like, a machine at the time. Yeah, used. it was like um, it's sort of like the classic noir like soundtrack, but like taken to the future. Yeah, but before the future existed, like now is if, yeah. now is the future. Before. Without without that movie, there'd be none of this sort of like synth wave, um, none of cyberpunk twenty well, seventy seven. Yeah. yeah, and um, what was that? Like vaporwave and things like that are kind of like a direct, um, I think, massively influenced by the music from that that film. 
<clears throat> is a sort of derivative. I mean, so, it is a good choice for a film because there's just so much to talk about with Blade Runner. Yeah. So also, much. I love them. Um, the you know, like the scenes of like scenes of like the whole city with all the buildings yeah. all lit up and shit. Oh, they were like, like miniature, the, miniature ad, models, like the advertisements and like it's just like a hustle yeah. and bustle world. The graphic design. Uh, there was like a clip about the guy who made a lot of the the advertisements and like the shop fronts and. Um, signposts and things like that. It's amazing how much effort went into them all. You know, uh, there was like a, there was like a, there was like a curse. There was like a, you know, in, in the production of it, there was like rumored to be like a curse because I think almost either all or basically a lot of the companies that were like advertised, you know, that had like advertisements for yep. the city, like uh, Coke and whatever. Uh, they all had like massive like financial crises like following the release of that film. Oh yeah. So like a lot, I think it was like at least five, maybe six or seven of the companies had massive problems after it. So the the they I think they called it the product placement curse or something after that. Like it, remember that you know that whole like and uh, it's a new generation Coke. Uh, yep. thing that, yes. that and I think it was A five. They completely flopped. That was like after the release of Blade Runner and then like all oh, the companies. When they that's interesting is what when they tried to they tried they to tried, make a new Coke. Yeah. The new generation had the new generation. You know, there was, a, there was like a whole conspiracy about that, about how they they made new Coke and then people were outraged and then they were like, Okay, okay, you went went back to original Coke. But in the process they changed like one of the sweeteners or one of the additives to like mm-hmm. a cheaper a cheaper alternative. But people didn't notice because they said, All right, we're going back to original. But it still wasn't the same recipe. They'd changed they'd still changed aspects of it. Um, Damn. There there was like some big thing about it. Bear with me. No problem. Um I was just I had my curtains open. Our, our, our curtains, since we technically pay for a, a third of these each, um, I had my curtains open and there was a gaggle of females all outside screaming my name and waving and they were distracting me. Fucking hell, come! Not we agreed not. Stop! I can't me. help it. No, but you don't have to brag about. It. No, I'm not bragging. I'm just telling you what I was doing. I was closing the curtains because there was a gaggle of females. Right, okay. What's, um, what am I supposed to do? Can we please move on? Because just uh, well, sorry, maybe I just lost if interest. Controls a laser turret, then we can uh, we can forget. <laughs> Three brotonites found dead on the floor in ashes after a laser turret shot them down. The last words that we were seen to heard screaming were "Cami D, Cami D, Cami D, Cami D." It's a common phrase among the brotonite females. <coughs> So yeah, so Blade Runner, amazing film. Um, was it? Uh, I I kind of want to. There's something I really want to talk about. Um, but this has to come with a spoiler warning. So if like, if you do plan to watch um, uh, Blade Runner, um, and you haven't seen it yet, just warning. I realize that once again we we completely skimmed past the idea of a plot synopsis. Um, yeah. I mean, I think with Blade Runner, it's like so. It's one of those movies that's like. 
It doesn't really need an introduction, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't need an introduction. It's so massive. Like, if you're watching it, I feel like you're not going to watch it because of the plot. You're going to watch because, oh, it's Blade Runner and everyone loves Blade Runner and I uh, sure. to form my own opinion on Blade Runner. I honestly, I will say this right now, like, I see if you watch Blade Runner and you hated it, I would, like, completely understand because the... I mean, I, I don't... When I watched it when I was 12 years old, like, or however old I was, I was about... I was young. I really... I really wanted to like it because I really liked Harrison Ford and I liked uh, visuals of it, but I kind of felt like I felt like I was wanting to like it more than I actually genuinely yeah. liked it. Like I, I was I kind of felt pretty underwhelmed if I was honest the first time, and then I kind of got intrigued as to watch it again, and then later on I got pretty obsessed with it, and that's when I got that big. I got the big box set and I watched like all of the versions of it and I started it becoming like like what you know, I kinda became honestly I think I'm just as obsessed with the history of the actual film with the actual film itself. Like I was like, Okay, yep. so why were these why were these like I had watched all these different versions, but I didn't know why there was all these different versions. I was like, so there's like the European there was like the European theatrical cut, the US theatrical cut, the director's cut the final cut i was like what the fuck is all of this shit and but, well basically the spoiler so again final warning spoilers and coming but uh what i want to talk about to you is right what is your opinion uh on the ending like what do you think in your mind in your heart of hearts uh do you think that uh decorate is a replicate um honestly Not really. I mean, if you go by, if you go by the hints dropped, mm -hmm. then you would be safe in assuming that he was. Yeah. Because there's instances of the director hinting it. Um, mm -hmm. They changed. They changed the. I'm not sure if it was the final edit or just not the theatrical edit, but um, to introduce that unicorn sequence. Yeah. Um, which was like this sort of. Um, unicorn dream sequence which again would indicate that that has a more significant meaning than than they might have felt was portrayed in the original and they wanted to give that a little bit more of an extra yeah so push. essentially and the indication or, when yeah. when she asked about him taking the te if he's ever taken the test and everything um i wait seeing and before we continue with that Seeing mm -hmm. the yeah. Blade Runner twenty forty nine, yeah, Which is, it is yeah, it's a hundred percent confirmed that um, Ryan Gosling he's a replicant. Yes, yeah, he's he is a replicant. Yeah, yes, he is Absolutely. a replicant. So it that's another reason which would make you think is that well, are all Blade Runners replicants? Um, mm, yeah, but I I personally don't. I don't know. I don't get the feeling that he is. Well, see, I think there might be a reason for it. So, I, uh, I don't know. I think honestly, I think it's kind of uh, one of these things that's sort of lost through like production. Like, I think it's really up to the viewer. I don't think there's ever going to be a definitive answer because the unicorn thing seems to be has always been like the thing that's guaranteed it for me because like the you know there's he has that dream with the unicorn. In it, the dream sequence which has like an origami unicorn in it, and then yep. at the end, um, I forgot his name, the Edward James Olmos character, 
uh, he, um, what's that guy called again? Oh, I forgot. You know the guy I'm talking about. The guy who places the unicorn. Uh, yeah. But that, that to me is like him. Literally, he's saying like, "I, I have access to your dreams. I, I can see your that. I mean, yeah. And there's multiple interpretations, but that I, I see it as him literally saying like, "I can. I have access to your dreams. I know you're a replicant. Yeah. But I mean." One the director, so Ridley has come out and says he thinks it, he's for sure a replicant, whereas Harrison Ford uh, has said that he doesn't think he's a replicant, and he played him. Like I think that's what I'm saying. I think that's why your opinion is justified because I think the actor playing him, Harrison Ford, uh, came out and said that he was playing him right. with the impression that he he what? believed that he was a human and he had humanity and stuff. So like. I honestly think there's so many different opinions from like people so close to the project uh, uh, that that uh, I think it's just really up to the viewer at this point. Like it's so like because no, but there's not like a definitive like even like I mean I, I remember reading that Ridley Scott had he never even read the book like you know Philip K. Dick's book uh, whatever whatever it's called um, where do androids dreams of electric sheep uh, do androids dreams of electric sheep yeah whatever it's called like. Uh, I mean, and because Blade Runner, I, I I remember reading that Blade Runner wasn't even mentioned. Blade Runner isn't mentioned in the story. It's it's actually a completely separate Philip. Uh, it's a completely not even Philip K. Dick. It's a completely different story. But it's Ridley Scott read the term and liked it and chose it for this movie. Nothing to do with the original book. Uh, Ridley Scott hadn't even read the book going into it. Uh, replicant, replicant wasn't a term used in the book. It was just something they used. made that up. Yeah, yeah. It's like all this shit. Basically, I think that you know everyone working on it or closely to it had their own opinions, and so kind of you can see that the different opinions reflected through. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, maybe I see it as he's a replicant, but that was because Ridley Scott put those, chose to put those shots in. So I'm like seeing his opinion inserted it feels, into it. It does it just feels appropriate to have that mystery there though. Whether yeah, it's, yeah. Whether like it's that. directly referred to or not, it feels like an appropriate situation in which to have a mystery like that. Um, you know, because about your sort of personal interpretation, um seems like a totally um correct place to have a conundrum like that, you know. Um considering the sort of subject matter and um you know, the sort of tone of the film in general, um, I think it adds an extra little level of sort of audience interaction, which I quite like. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like that it's still not sure. directly came out and officially... Because, um, you know, have you seen, you know, the clip when Ridley Scott basically, he's like, Ridley Scott kind of says he's a replicant. Yeah, yeah. But it still doesn't feel like a 100%... Out. Yeah. Yeah, um, it doesn't feel like he is even comfortable in <laughs> confirming or denying that. You know what I mean? He, he I think, he, um, yeah, it reminds me of you know the whole nice guy who shot nice guy Eddie thing. Yes, um, where it's kind of like I mean, it's one of those like yeah, it's one of those urban mysteries that you kind of have to make your own mind up. I'm interested. What did you think of Blade Runner twenty forty nine as a film? I liked it. Um, I've heard a lot of people who I was expecting to like it, who didn't like it. 
um, I don't really, I don't understand why you wouldn't enjoy it. Like, <laughs> honestly, I completely, I mean, well, I understand why a normal person would enjoy it, but I don't understand why a person who likes the original would enjoy it. That makes sense. Or even just people who like, like, you wouldn't have to like the entirety of it, even if you just liked the sound of it. I have it look. That movie yeah, is like, the most like, beautiful movie. Uh, I'm sorry, ever. It's so beautiful. It's there's certain aspects of it you wouldn't have to even be like a sci-fi fan to appreciate the sound of that film with uh, cinema speakers. Like I was mm. lucky enough to see it in the cinema, yeah, in, in a pretty good venue, and holy fucking shit! Yeah. Like the, the audio is mind blowing. Yeah, um, I I remember I made all my friends go to the like the not like all my uni friends. I booked the very first IMAX screening at ten a.m. on the day of release and made them all wake up at like seven to get up ready and go see it. But it was so good. It's like you say, like just in that environment. Oh man! And I like I love Ryan Gosling as well. So yeah, I see Ryan Gosling is my favorite current gen. Uh, Actor and Harrison Ford is my current previous gen. If that makes sense, like you know, yeah, yeah, not no, that he yeah. isn't still acting, but like it is like I, so that matchup. When I heard Ryan Gosling and Harrison Ford's come back for Blade Runner sequel, I was like, "There, I'm gonna like this film." There's no way I'm not gonna like it. But I mean, I just I really did like it. Uh, I was prepared to not like it. Believe it or not, I was. I mean, honestly, can't I believe that because the, it. It, it, it was a long time after the original. It was a different director, so there. To be fair, there was pretty. There was a pretty big chance that it could have been ass, but yeah. Well, I was. Uh, I was totally prepared to be disappointed. Um, that's fair. Unfortunately, that's fair. a lot of um, sort of things that I look forward to in media nowadays, <sighs> games or albums or movies, I generally go into them expecting. Unfortunately. I try not to expect too much, but um, it was exactly what I wanted it to be, um, and I can't fault it for being that whatsoever. It was uh, it was yep. just what I what I wanted. Yep. Well, I think that's. Um, I think we covered a lot there. Um, apart from the name of Ed, I want to Google. It. I'm going to Google who Edward James almost played in the Blade Runner. It's going to annoy me. Um, Look. I can't remember the character's name. Gaff. I watched some pretty. I watched some pretty Gaff. interesting videos about um. You know the the villain replicant. Yeah. I watched really some pretty interesting videos about his monologue at the. End. Like tears in the rain. And about how, right? It was some like some film student was basically talking about how he had to argue why it was one of the best monologues ever. Yeah. Uh, or one of the best bits of dialogue in the film. Yeah, um, his, his his friends at film school were like, basically just saying, you know, there was nothing particularly special about it, mm-hmm. um, and it, yeah, it was pretty. There's a lot to say about it, um, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm too stupid, and I was on the bus to work. I wasn't paying enough attention to to deep dive into that. Apart from the fact that it's a beautiful, beautiful bit of, and um, his his voice is just like so full of emotion and genuine like um thoughtfulness and like he's he's reminiscing it feels like a real human being reminiscing about some things that have really shook their life and 
and his sort of remorsefulness that uh, well, it's remorsefulness mixed with acceptance, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, but he's he's obviously upset. A really good performance. Rest in peace. Uh, another fat, fun fact: I remember when I looked up the name of the character, uh, you know the was that Gap, the villain, yeah, yeah, oh. died. But I think last year, a couple of years ago. Um, but the Edward James almost character, Gaff, you know the the one that's like uh, leaves his like, and he's quite prominent throughout it. He like pilots the ship and stuff. Yep. Uh, I remember reading that he uh, was it language that they speak in this. Uh, I think Harrison is like city speak or something. You know the language that they speak in the. Like the weird city, uh-huh. uh, he actually made the language. Like he made it up. It's like a mix of like English and uh, German, Spanish, and Hungarian. He mixed all these different languages to basically make a made-up dialect. Hell yeah, for the film. But uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, that was a good conversation on Blade Runner. I think that that, that, yeah. that that conversation saved up for. We should have probably had that a few years ago. Yeah, I know. Have it. I know. It's good to, it's have, good it. to have it on record. Record forever. Uh, so, okay. Um, yeah. Next up, and it's going to be difficult to. Yeah, I mean, not, um, <laughs> to not have a similar <laughs> sort of structured conversation about this one, but um, so Max on the first episode, uh, his favorite game was Fallout Three, and uh, mine will be the other side of the coin. The beautiful, beautiful coin, Fallout New Vegas, is going to be my um, game option. Fallout New Vegas, what a beautiful, beautiful game. Fallout New Vegas, I've, un- like, without a shadow of a doubt, no matter how many, no matter how many multiplayer prestiges or uh, achievements uh, unlocked in games or like um, points in my life where I played nothing else. I've, without a shadow of a doubt, put the most amount of hours out of any game ever into Fallout New Vegas. Um, infinitely replayable. Um, one of the first games that I got on 360, like besides the ones that came with it. And also, I played it before Fallout 3, which um, had a massive impact on my sort of choice in games going f- uh, forward. I'd never played anything like it up until that point, And... At first, I didn't actually. I didn't think I was going to enjoy it. I'd barely got got out of Good Springs, the first area, um, when I I stopped playing it for about a month. Came back to it, and that was it. That was it. And to this day, it still gets played. You know, tens of hours every year without without fail. I'll probably complete it once every single year until the day I die. God bless Fall in the Vegas. I love that game. Uh, first point better than Fallout Three. So I've uh, yeah okay. So uh, this is what I'm gonna say. I completely can see why I would even say a majority of people say that Fallout Vegas is better, but I just think that I mean it, it just comes down to I don't I wouldn't like come out like guns blazing saying Fallout 3 is a better game because I don't inherently believe it but I always when I'm talking about my favourite game I always talk about Fallout 3 because that's 
how I discovered Fallout. Yeah. Um, I played that one first, so that's where I, that all the memories I associate with discovering Fallout and like this um, world and the quest and the humor, and the Galaxy News Radio, uh, everything I associate, and every time I play a game, I'm always looking for that feeling that I got when I first played Fallout Three. So it's not that I didn't have it when I was in Vegas. Like Fallout in Vegas for me, kind of. It just kind of feels like because it's so because it uses the like same engine and stuff. It it kind of feels like an extension of the of the same uh, like game because it's so similar. But like I can completely see like the the world they make. The right, and there's definitely a step up in the in the writing. Uh, a step up. Uh, it's probably a bit of an understatement. I mean, I, I don't think it like uh, the fault for you writing is uh, amazing as well. I, just, I I don't think it's like a massive like jump. I think it's I definitely no, you think know it's what? better. I retract but, my statement. It's not a massive jump. Okay. Like you know, you know, I think I think we are on the same page, but it's just we have our your first experience with New Vegas. I think if mine's have been with New Vegas, I probably said the same thing. We both yeah. have like the same love for Fallout. It's just. It's just you know. Yeah, we walked uh, in through different yeah, doors. I mean, exactly, and it, it's it's it, yeah, our experience with Fallout is very. Uh, it's not like I'm talking to a complete stranger. Like our experience with Fallout is like very intertwined because yeah, I mean, we, we, we spent we, a lot of time together too. Exactly, exactly. So I think uh, that's that's a big reason why I love Fallout in Vegas. Actually, is I've shared a significant amount of the time that I played it with other people. Um. Despite it being a very solidly single-player game, and also quite a personal experience in that it's an RPG where you develop a character, um, quite specifically to your own. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Sorry, I took a drink. I took a drink. Right. I it sounded like you were being strangled by some sort of ghost. <laughs> it sounded like a, a water banshee came and fucking grabbed you by the gullet. Somebody who really, really disagreed with the point. Of yeah. Fallout 3 being there. Well, what I was saying was, um, <laughs> I've shared an awful lot of my experience with that game with my friends. Um, after completing it a couple of times the standard way and feeling that I'd sort of really got my head around uh, the mechanics and, and the, the structure of the game, we developed a character that would come to play a big part in our youth Yes, um, and we would incorporate that character into as many games as we possibly could, where we, where we could, and become um, legend. I would say, absolute legend. We one of the the first character that you meet in the game is a, a doctor called Doc Mitchell, who brings you back to life and uh, sets you out on your way and begins your journey uh, from his front door. And it basically it began with like, right, let's make a character that looks exactly like Doc Mitchell kills him, takes his clothes, and lives Doc Mitchell's life as an imposter. That was the that was the start of it. And the, you know, you know when you when you first start to break an RPG um, that takes itself semi seriously, or you know, at the time Fallout was probably, you know, quite se- not nothing like Kingdom Come Deliverance, but equally funny when you start to fuck with it. Um, Fallout New Vegas was unique in that but you could kill anybody like except children you could kill the president 
you could kill anybody you came across, any adult that you came across. You know, in Skyrim, you can't kill essential NPCs or um, your followers and things like that. In, in New Vegas, you could kill anyone. So we developed this character who was obsessed with sledgehammers and basically just went his way around the, the wasteland, pummeling everybody he came across to death with a sledgehammer. And it was instant, like, just gold the whole way through. Because we never thought that you could, like, just completely go against what a game wanted you to do. And the the fact that it gives you that option is amazing. Like, you could play the game properly, or you could just fucking smash your way through it. And then... Um, just carve your own little path of destruction. We made we made a wee house and a wee bunker and uh, like it just a wee random fucking place and we'd drop everything that we picked up in a big pile and we just became this sort of crazy, murderous old man and he was a, an instant classic. Oh man, Fallen to Vegas. Um, it was really were the days. They were the days. And I thought... Um, we should probably go into some specifics about it. Yes. Um, it was the first game that made me fall in love with post-apocalyptic settings. Mm-hmm. Me too. Which, well, I mean, which, Fallout. Yeah, yeah Fallout. Um, which was probably the best time to fall in love with it, because I think after New Vegas and Fallout 3, so many games would come out, and still to this day, come out incorporating a post-apocalyptic setting. Um. And it was glorious, glorious time to be young and getting in, interested in uh, the end of the world and how cool and fun it would be to experience. And now we can. And now we can. And now and I'm prepared. Exactly, exactly. I've been eating like, I've been drinking toilet water the last two weeks. <laughs> Got a slight radiation poisoning. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Although Pennycook, uh, just a PSA, Pennycook, cleanest water in the world. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I've also been eating boxes of Instamash, but like literal boxes. I just go... <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. um, let me check my notes. Um, great characters, iconic voices, a dope uh, faction system, the weapons are cool. The unique, the opportunity to go around and collect all the unique weapons is hella, hella lit. Uh, yeah. Sun- side side quests were fucking sick. The DLCs, which I only discovered about two years after initially playing the game, I was uh, <laughs> I was at PE with you and Rory, and uh, I think Rory was like, "Oh, the last uh, the last DLC for New Vegas came out." I was like, "What?" I said, like, "Yeah, like the last of." the four DLC or however many have all released and um, I, I I lost my mind like I thought I'd done everything that there was to do in my favourite game and yeah uh, you, you know it's so funny because uh, I remember I was so broke that uh, I don't know I didn't I'm not broke I, I didn't get pocket money so I, I never really I couldn't afford to buy like DLCs so I used to have to uh, put my profile on a USB stick and go to Roy's for sleepovers and complete all the DLC and like one like reset all night doing all the yep. DLC, all the quests, all the achievements in the night 
and then I had to because I'd have to go back the next day and I wouldn't have it. On my- that was literally how I played the DLC for New Vegas. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, I know buy all the DLCs. <laughs> you can buy, I don't know, like fucking Sonic All Star Tennis season. You could pass. probably buy like a reasonable share in uh, Obsidian Games. Probably. Probably. Um, you know, there. I saw this is relevant. They're doing. There, somebody like a team of people. I I think it won't be out for years. Probably, but. They're remaking like this team where people are remaking the Vegas with, so it has like a creation engine. I mean, I'm not particularly. I don't like. The- I think I've I've heard of something similar. Not too long ago, they released there was like a Fallout, it was like Sun Sunshine or something. Where it was not Sunshine, it was like um a really famous mod for it. Where it's it's kind of like in California. No, uh, I can't remember. Is like maybe like Florida or something. Um, I think it's kind of like a spiritual successor to New Vegas, but fan made. But it's like a whole game. Uh, apparently, it's pretty awesome. Down. What's up? After. Yeah, maybe when you get home, we should try and install it. See if we can play it. Oh, man, I'm looking forward. I love. I love my family. It's been. Very, um, I think it's just a, like a month of being in the same place. I think I would have been in the same place if I'd been in the flat. I just. I'm um, kind of like I'm. You know, when you start to just, just the same place. Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I'm being entirely honest, it's kind of sad to admit, but I, that I didn't really do a lot else when the lockdown. I really, like I would out occasionally, but and I would go to the cinema. That's kind of it. So I'm not. It's not like I'm a really. I, I mean, you, like it's not. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> I wasn't a social person, so yeah, it's not like I'm like oh I can't do those like five meetups a week that i used to do or it's just it's just uh, so it's five not meetups like a week sounds pretty you know to most people that's actually a pretty active social lifestyle no that's what i mean i'm i'm being like sarcastic like i can't oh, do I see, five right. meetups a week that i did <laughs> that's a bit ambitious Max. <laughs> <laughs> i don't have five friends to meet up oh come come now i do i do, I do. don't mislead the the, the, yeah. the fans. Fans. I'm trying to pay myself as a loom. They click um, the bell. Click the bell. Ring the bell. As El Fury says, uh, my bell. Um, yeah, I mean, I... I don't even know what more... I love, like, the music in New Vegas is fun. Oh, can we just... I'd love to talk about the music... We do have, uh, a, we do actually have a bit of a history with music, don't we? Oh uh, yeah, we've told this. Story. I'm pretty sure, yeah, we already told the story. We have uh, told the story on the podcast. How we, I it's worth. I mean, it's worth quickly regoing because it's just it was such a absolute conquest. Uh, yeah, so how's well, this? It was. It was probably our first like. It was probably my first step into like. Sort of like cheating my way around, internet licensing um you know so like i we 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 burned how did we even do it? we used like youtube to mp3 converter yes we um, used youtube to mp3 converters and a list on wikipedia of all the songs on the fallout the vegas radio to 
I think him. it was originally Galaxy News Radio. Uh, yeah, originally Galaxy. Wait, did we ever? Do- we didn't really do it with the new thing. I don't think we did. No, I oh. think we maybe tried, but it was like the, the first time with Galaxy News Radio was so effort. Like, yeah, it was. <laughs> it was like, uh, and it, it, yeah, yeah, I'll let you continue. Oh well, basically, we we wanted the the Fallout Radio on CD so that we could listen to it on our Xbox while playing other games. Like, you know, the same way that you'd have the Fallout debate, like the Fallout radio playing in the background. You could play other games in the same way. So yeah. we downloaded all of them to MP3 slowly because our like I think we were, we were using my computer at the time at home, which was mm-hmm. so fucked. Like the so bad. Like um worse than like modern day notebooks by far. Um and then we'd we'd bur- like uh, burn them onto a desk. And they would never come out right. They would always come out like, to- like either completely fucked, partially fucked, or have this unlistenable like. That uh, we uh, we agree to affectionately identify as the devil. The devil's snare. snare. Yeah. <laughs> would, devil's snare. Imagine the devil just sort of creeping up in the corner. <laughs> Over your song when you were trying to listen to it, um, which uh, my dad still finds really funny to this I, day. Actually, I mean, honestly, like the it seems so foreign concept of like trying to do that, but like that feature was I I loved that feature of being able to play music on your Xbox over something. I remember my dad got a CD of like Sergio Leone, Leone, like the guy that did all the Western music, like Good, Bad, Ugly, and everything. And all yep. the he'd done. And it was like the Western hits of Sergio Leone. And like I remember burning it onto my Xbox and playing playing it as I would play Red Dead. And I swear to God that is some of the coolest shit. That is the coolest yep. shit. Like of gold playing is you like shoot people down. Oh. Good times. It's a good feature. But it's like kind of technology's outgrown it where you can just do anything. So it's like I yeah, know, ridiculous. You can still do it on 360. Mm-hmm. Um, you still have the option, but like most, I think most people are operating at a mm-hmm. two-screen minimum level now, so uh, it's yeah. pretty sort of redundant. But yeah, like I was saying, the the soundtrack is just—I mean, the radio stations. For me, it will always be such a integral. Like it's such a large it makes up such a large percentage of why I like the game is this like the radio I just think it's such a nice like oh man it just because like there's no other game for me that can I can like instantly be taken back to the time where I was first playing or playing a mission like if I hear like uh you know like any of the songs from Galaxy News Radio or like you know some of the New Vegas radio tracks. It's like instantly I'm taking back to playing it, staying up all night and like drinking. Yeah. That's even, you know what we should do? Like there's people doing like charity streams. We should do like a, I mean, it's kind of harder for you because you don't have two days off in a row, but we should try to do like a charity stream, like a, a massive, like a. I would happily do a back to back Fallout New Fallout like Fall Vegas. Should... Yeah, it was like a 24 hour Fallout stream. Complete both games. I reckon we could do it in 24 hours. Easy. Maybe even all DLCs as well. I don't know about that. 24 hours. 
I think if we yeah, had tra- right. if we trained for it, we could. But uh, like mm. my memories about foggy and like the pit. And... Yeah, true. Not the pet. Yeah. Operation Anchorage in a while. But uh, we should do Operation that. We should do that because now's a good time. We could uh, maybe race. I won't be. I mean, won't be a massive amount, but we could probably raise some money for NHS. Should be a way to say thank you other than clapping. I speed run. Um, I think when I, I sped run, sped run. What's the past tense of speed run? Um, uh, I, ran, <laughs> I ran New Vegas at like an hour fourteen. So we what? could uh, really, yeah, yeah. Never got that far. But like, I, I'd like to say for the record that during quarantine, I managed to like speed run Resident Evil three on the PS4. At like, I've completed that game so many times now. How how fast was it again? I think it was like an hour and thirteen minutes or something by the end. Crazy. I know that game so well now. Such a good game. But anyway, um, yeah, I've actually got an Alexa with me. I could do Alexa, play Big Iron by Marty Robbins. Oh God, no! Big Iron by Marty Robbins from Spotify. <laughs> Yeah. The this is not going to sound good. <laughs> no, it's not. Alexa, stop. <laughs> it was a nice idea. Yeah, I just kind of wanted to hear it. <clears throat> um, but, I mean, what can we say? I mean, mwah. Mwah, indeed. Mwah. Uh, forever, forever. I don't think there's ever going to be a game that's topping it for me. Yeah. Fallout, and not New Vegas. I've re-established. I, I picked Fallout 3 for mine, but, you know, I, I think, think, honestly, I think Fallout is the reason, watch. I think, honestly, I'm going to say this, I think Fallout is the reason that we live together. I th- I would actually <laughs> go as far to say that. It's what brought us close together in the first place, I think. It could be. I think it was me, uh, and, you, me and you staunchly defending Fallout over in Elder Scrolls. Yeah. Ah. Breathe it in. Mm. The the fumes of our youth are um, fading. Yeah, I think we're still very young, but <laughs> I'm only joking. I mean, I think my my fumes are still uh, barrowing out of my body. Good. My my uh, my hair is so I like sitting. I'm in, I'm recording this in my sister's room because my room. Has been converted to a shoe storage room by my mum, so there's no room. Uh, seriously? So yeah, seriously. Uh, I mean, it's I say shoe storage room. <laughs> She's intending to get like, um, like I don't know, like storage units. But like yeah. right now, it's just mountains and mountains of boxes. Jesus. Uh, my mum, my mum, <laughs> my mum listens to this, and she'll probably eventually listen to this. So I'm sorry, but uh, I mean, I mean, Jesus, it, that's impressive. <laughs> exactly. But right now, I mean, it'll be a look nice. I don't mean like Jesus, you have a shoe problem. I mean like Jesus. I mean, she, I mean, I've, I, I, I've often said she does, but uh, it's fine. Not but, that that's uh, a problem. In fact, not that it, there's uh, anything wrong with that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, right now it's just essentially uh, it will look nice eventually. But right now it's just mountains and mountains of shoes, boxes. So I'm recording my sister's room, high. and I'm this so my sister has this mirror. And I, so I can just see myself through the process of recording this, right? And my God, my hair, right, is just so long. 
We had a funny little just, photo back and forth today, and it did it did highlight the length of your books. It is so long, guys. Hey, guys, if you want a lock of Max's mm. hair, subscribe to our channel and go on Redbubble. You've heard of Belle Delphine's bathwater, but have you heard of Max Blancus and uh, luscious locks? Just hair. Don't don't try and like gamer gamer up. Literally, just Max like hair. Max Blancus, greasy gamer hair. Greasy gamer hair. <laughs> One thousand two hundred Microsoft points. <laughs> That's enough for like a uh, Modern Warfare Two deals. That's exactly enough for a Modern Warfare Two deals. Or a Black Ops DLC. I still have the I down the back of my bed a Black Ops uh, cardboard casing for uh, uh, Microsoft points. It's an antique now. It's an antique. Um, yes, but I just realised the time, so we should probably move to your third choice. Yes, um, I am a very cool guy, and I do have friends, so um, I'm... Um, sorry, my sorry, sorry. what was that camera? Can you please move on because I really don't care about your friends. Yeah, so. all right, Max. All right, <laughs> I'm a literal hearing no. mess. No, literally, no. Please, please hurry up. Yeah, I'm literally trying, but you keep interrupting me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you done? <laughs> Right, sorry, continue. Okay. Um so I was struggling with my last choice. Mm-hmm. I have a short list here and I want you to help me, Max. I might I'm gonna pick the one that you said the other day, but please say the short list. Oh. oh I really okay, think well, it's short a good list. No 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 no. Say the short list. Maybe I'll, maybe you'll find a better one, but I think the one you said the other day right. is a good choice. Yeah, I thought so too, and I still think so. Um, Demon Days, Gorillas. Oh, amazing album. Mm-hmm. The front. Well, you want you want. I don't think you've listened to the front bottoms, have you? I have listened to the front bottoms, but the not first album by the front bottoms. Okay. The front albums. Uh, the front albums first bottom. <laughs> Plastic Beach by Gorillas. Oh man. Oh, that, get, that gets a moi. I know that does get a moi. And Hand Built by Robots by Newton Faulkner, which I think you're right, we kind of have to talk yeah. about. Yeah, I think if because it was anyone it, else, I would say Gorillas, just because the, their, their, both the albums you said are just are like iconic works of art, but like, yep. uh, I think because it's us, I think I, I, I think choose. it thematically fits in with uh, our mutual love of Blade Runner, Fallout New Vegas, and I think it, it does. I mean, we both mutually love Gorillaz as well, but I think this this, this is closer fun. tied to us as as a a friendship. Yeah, agreed. Okay, um, so again, again, we should probably begin with where our mutual appreciation for this album began. Um, were you aware of this album before we listened to it together? Or so I was not. I had never listened to Newton, and so maybe probably, we should probably give like a rough outline of who Newton Faulkner is for people who they are likely won't have heard of him. But, well, I'm. Um, well, here's my interpretation. Newton Faulkner is a British folk. Would you say like sort of poppy pop folk musician? Maybe 
Yeah. You, wouldn't, you wouldn't even really want to sort of um, limit him to that degree because he really is a true sort of independent artist. Um, yes. Massively capable, self-produced albums, uh, one of which, this, this one, uh, Hand Built by Robots, did incredibly well um, in, in the charts and still comes on the radio to this day, I hear. Um, he came up busking, performing live, uh, massive ginger dreadlocks, and um, incredible songwriter, catchy melodies, lovely, sort of warm lyrics, hopeful, peaceful, serene um, vibe going on. And um, Hand Built by Robots is probably his magnum opus, uh, his, his, his masterpiece, his... Uh, yes. His, yes. My, my personal favorite by far. Um, although I do like some songs off his newer stuff, that album is really something else. Yeah, I mean, he's a great, great. Um, all, all of his albums have their hit, their good ones, but like I agree, Hand Up by Robots. If you haven't listened to it, oh, you kind of yeah, oh, just oh. if you have a, a soul and a heart, you should. It's such a good album. Uh, but yes, so as Cam was saying, I, I, I basically had never heard of this guy uh, before my life, and then uh, I got introduced to him through Cameron, so through Cammy. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna be because I, 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 I distinctly remember like you showing me him, and then you were like telling me stories of like your dad. I don't know if he'd him live or something or like your dad had, uh, he was talking about his life or something like that and like saying that he was like really maybe oh. it was just like he'd seen a video or something where he was, no like, my, my dad um, was doing was working with the first aid crew or like the medical crew first aid crew the medical crew backstage during one of his shows that was it um, that was it that was it and my dad had heard what sounded like uh, like a three or four man band playing some really great folk sort of music up on stage, mm-hmm. and went and, and had a peek, and it was just this one dude, but um, he he was sort of using his his feet and his uh, and a sort of multitude of pedals, and I think he uses like a, like a beat sequencer as well for a lot of his drums. Yeah, and he so like this. Uh... He uses like this technique with his, uh, like he bashes the base of the guitar. So like he twangs the strings and like uses the palm of his hand on the base of like, on the body yeah. of the guitar. Like and, um, what are those like a cow horn kind of deal? Yeah, yeah. I, I I remember watching an interview where he said like for the longest time he thought he'd invented the technique because it's, it's such a like a unique like when you listen to it it's like and watch it being played it's such a unique way of playing things that you think maybe he did invent it but yeah he was saying in an interview he thought he invented it but then he found like other people doing it like sort of earlier uh-huh. but like for all intents and purposes like he hadn't like he probably popularized it. yeah um, he, pop- he definitely popularized it but like if you think about it like if you haven't seen anybody else do it and you start doing something like yeah he's not he like inventing it but he's a really perfect example of how to master that tape mm-hmm and I remember, yeah. a lot of, I remember a lot of um, some, of, well, not a lot. Some of my friends who uh, play acoustic guitar when, like, growing up, 
used that same technique and people were just blown away by it. And I always used to think, it's good as Newton's bloody fault. Um, anyway, I would say, so we we were at my house. I think we were having a sleepover. Yes. And, and, mm-hmm. and this, this album became a staple for us at sleepovers because we would get so jacked up on um, Monster Relentless. Yeah. Bags upon bags, kilograms of sugary sweets. That, yeah. Um, we after we'd, we'd complete the game or whatever our objective evening, we'd struggle to get to sleep properly. So, this album is like it. If you see the front cover of it, um, it feels like a dream. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's sort of soothing and feels like you're kind of up on a cloud, like looking down at sort of English countryside as you just sort of eye on uh, to your destination. Uh, and it's really nice. It's oh, really nice. So and calming and dreamlike. So we used to put that on the Xbox funnel and uh, just sort of leave it on quietly while we drifted off on the couch or on the floor. Um, uh, and it sort of became a staple whenever it's, we were, yeah, whenever we it's were calling it a, a night. Forever uh, tied to memory, like sleeping over at your house playing games. And like waking up to the like the sort of twangs of his, yeah. of his guitar, like I just I love it. Like it's such a happy memory. Like those times, like for sure, Faulkner just playing through your house and extremely tied to our playthroughs of Sonic Adventure Two. Oh like, god, extremely. Yeah. Like I that album to me, like nobody else will have this association, but that to me is like. And it's stored in the exact same place as my brain as Sonic Adventure 2 is just because of how much we yeah. played it uh, at the time we were doing the playthrough of that and like the staying up all night playing it and trying to beat it and then that would be playing and then playing it after and falling asleep to it waking up and then getting up and then doing it again and yeah we should see, we should have when the lockdown's over you should go back home to Pennycook to visit um, the Big J and yeah. uh, we should have an old-fashioned sleepover. Well, that that would be um, that would be. I think Mum would probably think that was really bizarre, but quite nice. Um, I'm yeah. I'm <laughs> I just got a notification on my phone saying Michelle Obama recently added to their story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't follow Michelle Obama. I don't know how that's happened. Maybe it's just a universal. No- I got notification, but it's from. Uh... Oh, was that what you sent into the group chat? No. Mm-hmm. No, that's Leo. All right. See, well, this I- is why we don't have nicknames that are so ambiguous. <laughs> All yeah, right, but the last so one can, yeah, we, we have to say they were. So our group chat nicknames are so there's me and Cami stay in a flat together with my brother Leo, and uh, I, I can't even see the nickname. So I don't know what my nickname is, but my brother's Your... nickname is Succulent Chicken Breast. <laughs> Cameron is Roast Pork Crackling. I don't know what I am. I mean, can you even get like a Roast Pork Crackling? Because it's either Pork or Crackling or Roast. Nicknames, here we go. You, I'm Tasty Ham Joint. <laughs> I couldn't even remember what your Tasty Ham Joint. Oh, uh, why? So yeah. And um, before that, you were you were XN. Because I I, pocket, I accidentally pocket nicknamed Max and Leo like 
Z V E Z. And then I thought it was so funny that we just kept it. So for for months I had no idea. Whenever I'd see like um XN has shared a photo, I was like, who the fuck is XN? Which one of them's XN? And now succulent chicken breasts, I still don't uh, I still don't remember that succulent chicken breast is Leo. We should really give ourselves more meaningful nicknames. Well, I don't really think that more meaningful nicknames exist. <laughs> There's nothing was more meaningful than tasty ham joint. <laughs> or roast pork cracklings. I didn't, even, I didn't remember what mine was. Ah, man. But yes, uh, very good out. And I think it's such a, it's such a good uh, thing for us to do together because like, when... For, We've traveled, uh, you know, our friendships travel through, like, you introduced me to him. You've introduced me to a person who I got really into, and I've actually ended up getting so into them that I've met them. Like, yeah. I, I got, like, a meet and greet at, like, a gig. Me and my brother met in Faulkner when they did a gig. I remember, so, uh, this is actually quite a sad story, because I initially had, it was not sad as much as it's just, like, you're an idiot, but... Uh, basically, I'd booked tickets to uh, go see Newton Faulkner in Edinburgh, and it was like the first 50 people in the line were going to get meet and greet, so I was getting ready to go and do that super early, and then I went to get the bus, and I looked at the ticket, and I realised that the gig was the day before, and oh, I, it was just, I I was like one of those things that I just, it wasn't anyone's fault but mine. And I couldn't be angry at anybody but myself. And I was wait—you like, went all the way into town as well. No, I didn't. I didn't get to town. I realized before, but like it was just like I was so looking forward to it. And then just looking at the date on the ticket, and then realizing that it—it it, that has happened. Is like yesterday night is a night. Like it had been and gone, and I had been none the wiser. And I was sitting there, just like you idiot. But That's anyway. So Happiness comes because a couple of years later, he comes back with a new album. I get me and my brother a ticket. We go, we get in the floor, like 10th in the line or something. So we get meet and greet. And, uh, but I get like really fucking ill. Like, like really, really fucking ill. Like, um, like not like hospitalized, but like it, like, if you're like hospitalized is on a bar you like move two steps back i was like feeling i was throwing up constantly i was like i was really ill but i really like i know i was like last time i missed him because i was a fucking idiot i was like, i really don't want to miss him this time so i went and i went to the venue and i went to the liquid rooms so i mean you've know, been to the liquid rooms county but for people yep. who don't know it's like a kind of smallish venue and it has seats in the back, like cushion seats in the back corners. And I had to literally sit there the entire gig. And my brother was like having to like take care of me because I was like, I was dying. Like I was so ill. You know, in a post-corona world, you would not be allowed into a building. I would be no. like shot in the streets, but yeah. um, just horrible. But I, I made it and I got to go, but like in the, you know, on the like the sort of back courtyard, so the liquid rooms can be like where they have, there's like this sort of terraced area. Yeah. Uh, I got to go and meet Newton Faulkner, me and my brother met him, and it was lovely. And we got pictures. Uh, it was right. worth it. And he's like a lovely have, man. And he is a lovely man. But it's nice because it's a good, it's a good choice of album because 
that would not have happened if you had not introduced me to the album. So well, you're welcome. Thank you. Um, wow. Yeah, that's um, there we go. The 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 episode that will go down in history as the best episode ever. Of the Exchanges podcast. Honestly, I've missed this podcast so much, and I'm so glad. Yes, is I mean, like the visual. I mean, you'll have the viewers will have seen it by now because watching it. But the visuals will be slightly downgraded because I don't have the the file that I know. The have. audio will be slightly downgraded. The yeah, it's will be slightly it's, downgraded. It's um, it's a bit of a it's a downgraded episode in in in, in quality, like visually and audio, but. But spiritually, but you know what? It's spiritually, in my heart, in, in my heart, it's level ninety nine. Yeah, it couldn't be any better in my heart because uh, I'm talking with my best friend. We're talking about our best stuff, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna get through this together. And who knows? Maybe in in a hundred years' time, in history class, this will be a first person. Um, Reference first person piece of historical evidence as to what life was like. <laughs> Can you imagine? Tell me right now. Hello yeah. to all of the thirty, the the years thirty twelve in your sitting your history exam. Die Max, Mrs. Cammy. We are your your first hand We are your time bandits. We are what stands between you and an A grade. So remember this. Remember my words. Exactly. And I hope you like and subscribe and <laughs> go back and, and click the, to all the other episodes. Click the notification bell, which will never be used Almost because be absolute atomic digital dust. Because uh, we will be long, we will be in the ground. No, to be fair, this will uh, this will probably still be listenable in a thousand years. It'll be archived. No, yeah. I more mean that it'll be a useless feature because there's no way we're going to be having uploads being that we're probably dead by 3012. And the equivalent of listening to this will probably be the equivalent to us listening to like you ever listen to like the oldest recorded um, vocal sound ever? No. Alright, okay. <laughs> it's imagine something. <laughs> to, to be re- honest, I mean, I don't know what that is. <laughs> there was not, I'm pretty sure there was something re- it was like the first the first ever successful capturing of a human voice on a Is it, is it the world's longest bra? <laughs> it is the world's longest bra. Um, First recorded human sound. The world's longest bra. <laughs> um, hell yeah. It's good to be back in the saddle. It's good to be back. I'm missing a, a certain aspects of life. I've. Uh, what have you done? I've I've done nothing. I've played Resident Evil Three, Final Fantasy Nine, Animal Crossing. I've watched Buffy. Watched watching Angel now. That's all I've done with my life. I've worked, um, traveled for through the quarantine, experiencing everything that this diseased world can throw at me. I mean, uh, yeah, Cameron's a Cameron. It's a key worker. He's in the front line, so I mean, any um, questions? He's like he's like the people that will be remembered. I'll just be the. I mean, I literally sat on my sofa and pressed a bunch of keys. 
Well, you aren't you? Well, are you a key worker, or, or just you have the option of working at home? Because you're, I'm not you're working still pretty key. In the- I mean, it, so it is pretty key in that. In that, if if I if we all stop working, there would be a large amount of American people that would not be able to access their online banking. <laughs> okay, that makes it sound significantly less key to me. Yes, yeah. but still slightly sarcastic. Um, but still, you're doing. An yeah. So basically, if you're an American, uh, when Trump uh, sent that stimulus check a couple weeks ago, and everyone was checking their online banking every five minutes to check if it came in, that caused a massive fucking stimulus of online banking traffic. Which basically crashed all known systems to online banking and caused like a fuck ton of work for me. Uh, so fuck, fuck you. That's my opinion on that. You heard it here first, folks. Fuck you. Yeah. And there's another stimulus check coming. So I ask that you don't check if you have the money that you're required to feed your family and you ignore it and just go about your life, okay? It's not necessary. Just except that you probably have the money and go spend it. Yeah, bitch. Because your checking of the, the money that you need to provide for your family causes me probably at least like hour an hour of my time. So think about that one. Think you're about fucking, it. You're a regular hero, Matt. I know, I know. You're, I know, you're I know. a hero for the everyman. I know. I mean, I'm it's probably going to get like an OB or something. Um, you know, I'm just like uh, feeding, feeding old people. <clears throat> Actually, word. I consider myself a professional box man- a manipulator. <laughs> I get paid nine pound twenty an hour to manipulate box and uh, <laughs> stimulate ape brain. Stimulate ape brain. Ape brain. What does that mean? Uh, you know, like eat, communicate, uh, ah. take brief period of rest. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, lift box, put box down. Um, access the internet to direct the fleet to the correct location. Uh, oh, you know, traditional ape shit. Yeah, all the ape shit. But I mean, it's just such a. I mean, it's been trapped in a place back because I've had to literally been isolated last week. So. Uh, I just. Oh man, what world! What world we live in. But uh, but you know one thing. The 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 whenever I feel sort of down or like oh this sucks, can you even imagine? Like I mean, not just NHS, but like health workers around the world, what they must be going through right now. Care like workers, yeah, fourteen hour, forty hour shift, and like the PPE equipment, like the protective equipment, is like literally like bruising their face, like the pain. Of the equipment and like long hours and watching people die and knowing that you could die doing this and your friends dying, like uh, uh, while we're sitting here like 
you know, like, yeah, this sucks being stuck here. There are people that are, like, going through, like, what could perceive, could be perceived as hell or as close to yeah. hell as we could perceive. And, like, you know, like, they're actual, like, heroes and they're, like, doing all this and, like, you know, we clap and stuff and it's nice, but... Like at the end of the day, after this is all, we get to go back to normality. Where I think that really they're just going to be really, really like it's going to really stay with them. I think, no doubt, yeah. It's just horrible to think about. So thank you to all our, from a British standpoint, all our NHS workers, but in general, health workers around the world. And hopefully, yep. maybe we could do some chart. I would like to do some charity stream when I get back in the flat. I think no, we should sure. organize that. Um, I know Rafi, we had talked about it briefly. Rafi, one of our guests uh, previously, maybe organizing something like that. But uh, we'll see about that. We can maybe do, a, like you say, a thing that's within the realms of possibility and can maybe raise some money for the NHS. Uh, for sure. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's about rounds things Good. up. Yeah, for sure. That was nice. That was really nice. Um, so, yeah. Uh, it's been great talking to you. And, um, it's been great talking to you too. I miss you, bro. I miss you I... too, bro. Oh my god. Um, it's, and uh, Leo. I miss Leo too. Yes, yeah. he misses you. We, we talk. We talk. Uh, yeah. It's been, it's been really good getting back to this. Uh, we'll be back regularly i'm sure we can sort stuff out and do this again with somebody else oh yeah this uh, is, a, to be honest if anything this is so much easier yeah uh, just the quality will be a bit degraded but we'll be back to i mean i'll be back in the fight i imagine with so um back in no time uh yeah. thanks for sticking with the channel i i i i was i went to look at the subscriber count the other day and expecting a massive drop but it's stayed the same, so I thank you for sticking with us. Um, and uh, yeah, back with more. So, uh, always thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of our uh, little quarantine lives. Bye bye. Bye.